Hello, everyone, and welcome again to Submitted for Your Approval, a Twilight Zone podcast. Uh, with me today, with me today, I have to pick the the other paper with with, Tra- with Travis's bio. Uh, <laughs> today, we have my good friend and co-host of the weekly podcast, Apathetic Enthusiasm, where he and his co-host, me, take articles out of science, tech, psychology, and more, and we discuss them through a pop culture lens. He has a bachelor's in graphic design and created such magnificent works of art like the main image for this show and and the template for all the episodes. A super and amazingly powerfully warm welcome to Mr. Travis Menard. Hello, Mr. Travis Menard. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. This is... This is a very surreal experience for me because I feel like we're recording apathetic enthusiasm. Only <laughs> you're doing all the work, and so it's it's just totally different. I know, isn't that isn't that weird? It's it, it has it has to be weird. Where like on AE, usually I just let you take the lead on things. Yeah, yeah. I have, uh, I, have I don't I don't have like an outline in front of me. I'm just I'm just here for the ride. You're just winging I, it. I, I can't I can't wait. I'm excited to be here. A wing and a prayer. Yeah halfway there um well thank you thank you for joining me on the show travis uh, i it's it, it's like pulling an arm and a leg to get you to to finally <laughs> record I, it's almost the opposite i i was like i i am gonna get to be on an s4ya this year right i know you have amazing guests and you get uh really cool people to come talk to you about twilight zone now so i just you know I, i'm glad that i still i still rate as as one that that can be invited here for <laughs> for at least one episode of the season. You're absolutely right, Travis. I do have amazing guests on the show all the time, <laughs> which is why you're here. So, so oh thank you. yes, thank you, thank you so much. Uh, all right, that's enough. Fl- get- that's enough flattery. Let's get out of here. <laughs> all right. Uh, well, here we go. This week we have episode nine: the trouble with Templeton. Originally aired December 9th. Uh, I, in my show notes, I have December ninth, like, ninth, yeah, with that little nd after it. I don't know why <laughs> that happened. Uh, December ninth, nineteen sixty. It stars Brian Ahern. He is Booth Templeton. Uh, Pippa Scott as Laura Templeton, who she was in an episode of Columbo. So I want to make sure I point out the Columbo connection. <laughs> Shout out. And then uh, there's a very very special guest on this episode, Sidney Pollock as Willis, the director. Who, Academy Award winning director. He directed Tootsie and won the Academy Award for Out of Africa. This episode was directed by Buzz Kulik, who this is his second of nine episodes. He did King Nine Will Not Return first season. And this is a teleplay by none other than E. Jack Newman, not Rod Serling. Oh, oh. <laughs> Th- threw me for a curveball there. I was, I was about to finish your sentence and I would have been totally wrong. <laughs> uh, I'm glad you didn't respond. Um, none other than E. Jack Newman, which uh, I watched. Hello, Newman. (laughs) I watched Keanu last night, and there's a reference to New Jack City. So for some reason, every time I say E. Jack Newman, I think New Jack City. Whatever. And and the the box office smash that is Keanu. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, which I don't want to get too into that, but I didn't. It was all right. It was just okay. It was okay. Anyway, so this episode. Uh, the synopsis, Booth Templeton, he's an aging stage actor, and he longs for his youth and his first wife, who, Laura, which she was, uh, they got married when they're 18, she died at age 25, too young, too young, too soon. Uh, after meeting the director of a new play, 
he finds that he can't handle the pressure and he runs off where he actually finds himself running into the past 1927 and meets up with his best friend and Laura, his long dead wife at a random kind of like speakeasy jazz club. Uh, after, after pleading with them to pleading with Laura to spend time alone with her, she tells him that he doesn't belong there. She gets really mad and like, get out of here. Right. Uh, he leaves the bar, runs back and he finds that he's backstage now in his present. Um, he reaches into his pocket to to fan himself off, you know, because he's got the vapors, and <laughs> and he finds that he grabbed a grabbed a piece of paper, uh, a booklet of paper from Laura, and he looks at it, and it turns out it's a script, and everything that Laura and his best friend, the director, did was basically a a play, a production to make Templeton appreciate and live his own life. With a renewed purpose, Templeton goes on to work the play and commands the respect of Sidney Pollock. Dun, dun, dun. <laughs> dun, dun, dun. So, Travis, my my man, my main man, my yes. main my main co-host <laughs> podcast man. What are your What are your initial thoughts? Um, so watching the episode, I I did th- it felt like it was a good episode. The uh, the story seemed to drag a little bit for me uh, in in the first half of the episode, and then I found it interesting him going back into that speakeasy and uh, reconnecting with the people from his past, and the twist at the end with the script and them actually acting plays into the overall theme of the episode. Him being a, a Broadway actor, uh, I I like the overall theme of sort of nostalgia and being wrapped up in the past and having that be in the way of your present. Um, but overall it was, it was just a, a little bit more than okay episode for me. A little bit more than okay. I wouldn't give it a five. Well, can, can, you, can you imagine going on to Netflix and being like, all right, uh, what do you rate? <laughs> what do you rate this movie? A little, a little more bit, than okay. A little bit more than okay. <laughs> That's like our rating system. That's a six. For, for That's a, a six. <laughs> you got a little bit more than okay. You, what they should do is like uh, do like the doctor's office with a little little <laughs> illustrations, like like your your facial expression is is how you rate the movie. Pick out the face that you had the most often while watching this episode. <laughs> Um, it's just confusion faces all the way across. Yeah. Huh? 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 <laughs> um, you bring up nostalgia. And there, there, uh, there are a few different Twilight Zone episodes that really go over this nostalgia type theme. Um, 16 millimeter Shrine, that's like my go-to one when I think of nostalgia. And I don't know if you, you actually have watched that episode. or I have watched that episode and listened to the podcast, A Minute for Your Approval, about that episode. Hey, that's right. Oh. Shout out. <laughs> Shout out. Uh, to t- my own. Tiffany was on that, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah that's right. See? Yeah. See? I, I've done some homework. Oh, my gosh. It's like you re- researched me. <laughs> it's, it's like I worked on helping you develop that episode. It was like, it's like uh, the sep- second episode of the, season, or the series, right? It's like in the top like the five. It's got to be. All right. Yeah, yeah. it is. Because that's when you stop listening to the show. Yeah. Uh, that's when I was still working on graphics for your show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um yeah, anyway, so 16 millimeter shrine, right? And in in that one, she she gives up 
essentially. And she's like, you know, I'm going to give in to the ghosts of the past and, and that's where I want to be. And there, there's a, there's a stark dif- difference in this one with its approach to nostalgia where they're like, you know what? The, the past is sometimes as good as you remembered it, but you know what? The present is pretty good too. So uh, in this one, I feel like the, the actors, right? The memories, they, as, as much as they would like to have him there with, with him, they're like, we're not going to be selfish. You need to, you need to live your life and we'll be here when you finish. Right. Yeah. And I, I think it's uh it's interesting in the, in the beginning of the episode where, where they show him getting ready for his day and he's in his bedroom and he's looking out at his new young wife flirting with some other dude by the pool <laughs> And and he talks about how, you know, he's just going to just live in this routine. He's going to wake up. He's going to do the same things. I'm going to come home after rehearsal and turn in early. And he's he's not it, – it's an example of how he's not living his life right now. He's he's so consumed with the past and, and sort of the relationships and things that he had in the past that it's preventing him from living his life now he's he's really not engaging in anything going on around him yeah that's right um and i just want to say about the the wife the the new wife right the new young wife how it, how brazen she is she's like ah, i don't even care and even even comments like ah she doesn't even notice that i she doesn't even care anymore that she's like basically going to have sex with this dude like just just outright like Royce. you know whatever just he 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 just pays the bills that's that's it templeton just just pays the bills yeah i i don't have i don't have to see this hit. templeton i don't need to see your wrinkly balls i just need to get paid <laughs> i got to get paid that's it i got to get paid she she's um, just like she just goes to like award shows with him and stuff she's at the tonys and then yeah you know whatever she, she's the uh, she, she's the arm candy Exactly. Um, yeah, it, it, he goes when he goes into the the stage and he meets the the director Sidney Pollock <laughs> for for the first time, and like the director is just kind of he's a he's a young hotshot director and he's just like taking command and is really kind of a jerk, right? Um, yeah, he almost re- reminded me of like a like a drill instructor or something, like just so militant and just like okay, this is how it is. This is. I'm in charge. This is how things are going to be run. Uh, very authoritative in in his uh, way of introducing himself to his cast. Right, which is which is kind of unnecessary, but um, I mean that's that's what kicks off the really the the rest of this episode, um, which which I would say like in the you know the the first half is when he's just he hasn't even left his house yet and he's just talking to his his aide. And and that that part seems to drag on, I think, a little bit. Um, but once he goes back into the past and he starts looking at like um, looking at the posters for his previous stage shows and meeting his best friend and talking to his dead wife, um, that's when that's when it picks up. Uh, speaking of his his dead wife and his his best friend who directed his old shows, um, what do you think of that relationship? Like as you're watching it. Do you realize? Did you realize that they were they were faking, or like what did you what did you think of that that portion? It it did seem really strange because uh, it nobody in that 
speakeasy per se. Like they all seem like they're having a really great time and they're having fun, but nobody seemed to want him. I, I, it's, it's weird. They, they initially are like, Hey, just relax, have a drink. Let's have fun. Let's, let's have a good time, order some food. But then when he is so insistent on like, let's deal with the fact that years have passed and you're dead. And now we have this moment to kind of be really serious about, you know, all the things I want to say or the things that we, that I want to say to you, they're very put like standoffish and they're like, no, we don't want to deal with that. We just want to enjoy having a good time. And it's almost their way of, of really being like, you don't need to dwell on that stuff anymore. You know, just relax and enjoy life. Um, so th they don't seem necessarily happy to see him. Like they don't, they don't, they're not, they're not giving into his demands. Um, they, but they, they really just want to stick to the sort of lifestyle that they want to live in that, in that moment. Right. Uh, almost stick to the script. You, you could have said, Hey, you could have said, but you didn't say it. Which, by the maybe, way, having the script have. on on set like that, why why uh why are they doing that? Why do they have the script on set? That just seems seems unprofessional. Yeah, exactly. I want I want to talk about them being on set, right? And it's a it's a play. I mean, how much how much pre production did they put into this, right? <laughs> like like did they did they have like a set director and like. <laughs> Was did they, they audition the band to make sure that they kind of set the scene correctly? I don't, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> like, did they, did they have like a costuming department? And they're like, ah, uh, no, that those those pearls aren't accurate to the time. <laughs> uh, do, did I notice like a continuity error in this episode? Do uh, does his wife's pearls like break when she's dancing, and then it cuts to another like shot, and they're like fixed again? I, how, I, how very astute of you, Travis. No, that, that, hey. that that's exactly what, that's exactly what happens. Okay, yeah, I I, I noticed that, and I was like, am, am I seeing things, or is that okay? Good, but uh, little trivia tidbit there. But is it continuity, or is it the Twilight Zone? <laughs> Ooh, <laughs> I I think they just messed that up. Yeah, 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 probably. <laughs> um, can continue on with the the production theme. I, I just from a production standpoint. They have the script, and they've done—I don't know if they've done any uh, pre-rehearsal, right? Like the like dress rehearsal the night before. But how do they? How are they going to perform so well without Templeton, the the star of the show? It's it's interesting. It's almost like one of those. Uh, it's almost like one of those reality shows that's on TV now, where uh, everyone is in on the joke except for one guy, yeah. or or it's like like. You almost you almost half expect Ashton Kutcher to come out of the back, like <laughs> "Ha you're punked!" Like everybody's in on it except for you, Templeton. Um, but, yeah, they they can't really know exactly how he's going to react in that scenario, but I don't know. It's Twilight Zone. They they do what they want. <laughs> there's there's a there's a reality show kind of reality show back in the mid two thousands called the Joe Schmo Show. Yeah, yeah. You do you, you remember that? Uh, and it, like uh, our our friend Bob made me made me watch it, and it was so hilarious that this guy, the only real person in the whole production, got through this reality show 
And then uh, now he, he hates it and he's mad that he was ever a part of it. Cause <laughs> that he was conned the whole time. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but the, it's very, very similar in here. Um, so, Travis, I usually ask people, I say, hey, people, what do you rate this episode in whatever scale you choose? I know you kind of, you kind of gave me a scale earlier. I alluded to it earlier. I did. But, it's, it's, but I'm asking it's, you directly. It's better than okay. Uh, <laughs> no, I, on, on, a, on a scale of one to ten, I gave it a six. Um, I didn't think it was a bad episode, but it wasn't an episode that I think I would, you know, carry with me and really look back on and, and uh, st- it, would, it, it wouldn't stand out to me as a particularly, uh, you know, awesome episode. Like some of the other ones that I've I've watched as I try to ke- catch up to all of your podcast episodes, <laughs> right? Uh, do you? Why do you think that, in your opinion, it's not doesn't stand up as well as some of the other episodes? Uh, I don't. I don't know. I don't. I think the f- the first two thirds, even even when he's back in his nostalgic era, it. Uh, the the character of Templeton it just feels like he's um he's not he's too hung up on the past to to come across as um as interesting or someone that's relatable and honestly it's not until that last scene where he discovers the script and kind of realizes what it was all for and and lets go of the past that he he really becomes uh an interesting character to me like that can move on from that and, and really start to be like, okay, you know, I'm going to run, I'm going to be the actor I want to be and do things the way I want. So I don't know. It just, it up until that point, I wasn't really sold on the episode. Yeah. I, I got, I got you. Yeah. And I think that, you know, she died at 25. I assume he was 25 too, right around that time. Uh, and he must have been going on his entire life from that point, just so hung up on on that that past, right? So now he's all of a sudden like, okay, you know what? It's it's thirty years later. I guess now I'll be I'll be the actor. <laughs> I, now and, I'll live up to my potential. I guess <laughs> right. Uh, on I am gonna depart from your score. I'm actually I'm actually gonna give it an eight and a half out of ten aging actors and the reason being the i mentioned before about the different way of approaching nostalgia um there i don't cry normally i i think there's always just like a part of me that's like in the back of my my eyes that's like you can cry just just go ahead and cry but i never do um and it was it felt particularly strong at this episode for some reason it just it hit a button in me with where they're at the, they're at the speakeasy. And then she's like, get out of here. We don't want you here. Templeton. And he, then he leaves. And as soon as he leaves the, the jazz music stops, everyone stops dancing. Everything stops. And then the, the lights dim. And then uh, uh, Laura walks forward towards the camera lights dim. And it's just her and, and everything that she had been interacting, doing like being like kind of flighty and and like you know 
Ooh, let's dance. Let's dance. Yeah, have let's another drink. Blah, blah, blah. Let, yeah. Let's do flapper dance. Like that, the true person she is, like, comes out at that moment. And to me, that's like, that's so, that's so powerful that, that she's so selfless to say, like, I really do love him. I really do miss him, but I need him to focus on his life. Right. And I, I guess maybe be, in retrospect, that does seem more powerful to me now, not knowing until the next scene that the whole thing wasn't was supposed to be an act and it was a scripted event uh, because it was my first time watching it. Mm -hmm. uh, that those interactions didn't feel like they were treating Templeton badly for his benefit. It just felt like they didn't care as much about him. Uh, when I was watching it. And so for me, that was frustrating. I think if I watched it again through that perspective of knowing that everything that they're doing is, is motivated by that, that trying to get him to snap out of his nostalgia and, and start living his life, you know, in the now, mm -hmm. I, I could see how that would be much more powerful. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, well, thank you so much, Travis, for talking to me about the episode. You're absolutely. You're, you're my pleasure. You're, you're a godsend. Ah. <laughs> um, now, what I want to do, uh, I want to, I want to switch gears here. I want to switch the script. Um, there, sorry. My, uh, so fold some papers here. Da, da. <laughs> no, I want to ask you about you, and and since I know you so well, uh, we we've been co-hosts for for a minute, nearly almost, two almost, years, almost a hundred episodes. Yeah. Uh, I want to I want to ask you about you and I want to do it in a way where I pretend like I don't know who you are. <laughs> okay. So, what who are you? <laughs> how'd you get how'd you get on my Hi, Skype? Hi, I'm Travis. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> how did you get this number? Uh just a general backstory or what what do you, what do you want? Yeah, originally no, no. I I was I was born a poor black child. Uh no, uh, so so you uh, you co-host a podcast called Apathetic Enthusiasm. Where, how did you start up that podcast? Uh, well, my my co-host uh, Brandon. I don't know if you I don't know if you've met him. Nope. But uh, he was he was in my kitchen one day, and he's like, "Hey, how would you feel about starting a podcast?" And I was like, "I've always wanted to do that." Uh, and so, so we just hit the ground running. We, we got some audio equipment and picked technology of all things. I think mostly because I wanted to talk about technology. You were, you were not so keen on it. Um, but we just really just started recording episodes. We didn't know exactly what we were doing, but, uh, felt like the best way to figure out how to do it was to do it pen to paper, as we always say. And, uh, yeah, and the show has gone through a series of evolutions since then. It's moved into more of a media pop culture focus and now we like to take current articles and uh, expand on things that are going on in the world but through that lens of media and pop culture and honestly it's just fun it gives me an excuse to talk to you every week and uh and now that i've i've moved away from hawaii uh we can still talk about these things and and share our opinions it's it's a lot of fun uh what so we we've not we've I'm going to assume that you have always wanted to do creative stuff, right? Um, what Absolutely. Ha what has podcasting done for you uh, to kind of 
quench that thirst for creativity? Uh, I think it's it's given me a a project that I feel like I have to work on. Uh, I I typically like to have creative outlets, but I'm not always motivated to uh, to do like I I've I've drawn my whole life, and you know I got got a degree in graphic design, so I, I produce visual uh, art, but podcasting is a way for me to express myself and be creative in a way that is an audio medium and other people can appreciate it. They can listen to the show. They can give us feedback. So it's not, it, it builds more of a community. It's not just me making something and then throwing it online, but it's actually having that engagement with you and with other people uh, who appreciate what we're doing. So, yeah. All right. Uh, is there, is there at any point in time where I, I know you have this one show that you're doing apathetic enthusiasm uh, every, every week, Tuesdays, um, you're but, putting me on the spot now, Brandon. You, I mean, you, you've brought me on the show to to to, to make me <laughs> promise to things. No, I'm not making you promise. I'm just asking. Like, uh, do you? Uh, is there any goal or aspiration for you to like do uh, any other stuff eventually? Or yes, Brandon. Yes, there is. Oh. Uh, I I've been known my for a majority of my life as being a fan of the the Walt Disney Company. Uh, almost almost too big of a fan earlier in my life and uh and still appreciate a lot of things about uh disney films and disney parks and if i did do a standalone podcast uh apart from apathetic enthusiasm i would uh i'd most likely be about things that are happening in the disney company uh films parks and and everything in between so as soon as i as soon as i get the gumption to do so uh, we'll see if that happens. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, if you ever want to start up a podcast about the the great ABC show Lost, um, hey now, hey now. <laughs> uh, I I talked to Ben Sledge last week, who uh, who ran a Lost podcast, or actually, yeah, Lost podcast and a Lost website back in Lost's heyday. And he said, hey, if you ever have a lot Lost podcast, uh, I'd like to be on it. And I told him no. I said, no, the only person I'll ever have on it is Travis Menard of Apathetic Enthusiasm. <laughs> we, I, think, I think we can trace back the hit show Lost to being the uh, sort of the, what, what brought us together. What the Apathetic Enthusiasm, submit it for your approval, everything that's followed uh, is because you would come over to my house and watch Lost when it <laughs> aired live Wednesday nights on ABC. <laughs> yeah, I don't even I don't remember the day. I don't even remember the day. You remember well, it changed. It ch it changed. It went from like Tuesdays to Wednesdays at some point throughout the course of the series. But um <laughs> yeah, we used to hold lost watch parties and hang out. And then I would that was that was really lost is what got me into podcasts in general because the producers of Lost would do a weekly podcast where they would talk about the previous episode, things that happened, and then also take you know fan questions and and talk a little bit about upcoming episodes so that was a a weekly listen for me i had to listen to that because i was way too obsessed with lost at the time but yeah. that's really what got me started on podcasts and sort of appreciating what you can do with uh, audio files so that's right well well thank you so much travis is there anything that you want to promote any any links you want to share with a uh, with the audience uh i, I mean it's it's 
promoting this show as well, but you can head over to apatheticenthusiasm.com. Uh, that's where you'll find this podcast as well as Apathetic Enthusiasm, the weekly podcast. Uh, and then we also do some videos. We do some blog posts and things over there. So it's it's not all just uh, audio stuff, but some, some other tidbits as well. Uh, and then all of our social media stuff, if you're not following at Apathusiast or over on Facebook.com slash Apathetic Enthusiasm show, you can hear a little bit more about the uh, episodes that we're putting out every week on our other podcast. Well, wonderful travis you you did it it's It's almost like it's almost like i do that every week (laughs) it's like i know you better now than i've ever (laughs) known you before uh all right well thank you so much travis for those of you who want to get hold of this show well travis already mentioned some some ways uh but a few different ways facebook.com slash s4ya podcast instagram and twitter s4ya underscore podcast email s4ya podcast at gmail.com you can give me a call 860-GO-TZ-POD. That's right, 860-GO-TZ-POD. You can call and leave a voicemail message. I just I just want to hear people's voices. Just, I hear yours all of them. I just want to hear other people's voices, yeah. Travis. I, you can, we should... We should we should do a, a hotline for apathetic enthusiasm. Why haven't you Why haven't you crossed that over to our other show? Do you know how, you know how long it took me to find? <laughs> you're you're holding out on me, Brandon. Do you know how long oh. it took me to find a phone number with with TZ Pod in it? <laughs> so long, so long. Uh, and uh, of course, uh, the, on the website apatheticenthusiasm.com, you can find submitted for your approval there. And then of course, any place podcasts are sold. You can go and, you know, drop me, drop me a review. If you, if you like, if you like the show, even if you don't like the show, just drop me a review. Let me know. Feedback is what helps make things better. Uh, and until next week, uh, I am Brandon Cruz. Thanks again, Travis. Thank you for having me. And this is submitted for your approval. Mm -hmm.